0: Welcome to day 22 of the Overcomers series of GC Camp. Today we listen to the word of God concerning overcoming the fear of the future. I love a particular definition of fear I heard some years ago. It uses fear as an acronym, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. For indeed fear is seated in lies, and doubts false evidence appearing real is a thought it starts as a thought and it's a thought as a seed that is sown in our minds and even as it grows it is rooted in our hearts and it bears the fruit of fear When you read Genesis 6 verse 5, the Lord said that he saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. When you read Matthew 15 verse 19, we are told that for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. And then it goes on to mention certain actions. That proceed from evil thought Talks about murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, etc. So fear as a thought is rooted in the heart and generates actions. And it also generates words. In Job 20 verse 2, Job says, Therefore my anxious thoughts make me answer because of the turmoil within me. So when we focus on fear, we meditate on fear, we give it being and we give it life. For as a person thinks in his heart, so is he, according to Proverbs 23, verse 7. Now God tells us something. He gives us his CV and tells us why we shouldn't be afraid of the future. Isaiah 46 verse 9 to 10 God says I am God He tells us who he is 2. This person goes to tell us what he knows He says he declares the end from the beginning From the ancient times The things that are not yet done So he talks about what he knows And then his influence On what actually we come to know as our reality that he is able to alter events that are yet to unfold. And then he tells us what he can do in Isaiah 43, verse 19. He says he's the kind of person that can make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. After telling us who he is, what he knows, how he can influence reality, and what he can do. He now tells us what he has in mind for us. So in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, For I know the thoughts I have towards you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts to bring you to an expected end. Another rendition says, They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Thoughts that will bring you a hope and a future. So this person says, Here I am. This is what I can do for you. And Psalm 92 verse 5 tells us that his thoughts are deep. And Isaiah says that his thoughts are far above our thoughts. They are not our thoughts and as far as the heavens are from the earth. So is the distance between his thoughts and our thoughts. Someone like this, would we not want to align our thoughts with his if he has good thoughts towards us? and can bring those thoughts into being, why don't we align our thoughts with his? I mentioned that fear is a seed and fear is a spirit. How do we deal with fear of the future? First of all, Mark 3 tells us that before we can take steps to restoring what is ours, we must first bind the strong man that is in the house where our goods are kept. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 says, We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. This is the Christ who is says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the Jesus Christ who knows he's the same in the future we are yet to see because he has been there and is there. So he knows that whatever the circumstance, he does not change. So he can make such a daring and bold statement. We are the ones who don't know how our character will be, what our personality will be in some years to come. Because there are certain circumstances and situations that we have not yet faced. There are some that will come that will show us that we are more selfish than we thought we were. There are things that will come that may generate jealousy and envy in us. And then we will see the true state of ourselves. So we change with time. We change with time. Because we are pursuing becoming like Christ. We are not yet perfect. But we are being perfected being groomed into the image of Christ. So we are changing. But Christ remains the same. And such a person is the right person to whom we must hold our thoughts captive in obedience to. We must change the way we think when we have bound bound, the strong man Romans 12 verse 2 says that we should not be like the people of this world but we should let God change the way we think then we'll know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him how do we change the way we think what are the things we should think about Colossians 3 verse 2 says we should set our mind and focus our mind habitually on the things above that is heavenly things and not on things that are on the earth which have only temporal value this doesn't mean that we shouldn't use anything that we find on the earth and we should only be seeking things that are in the heaven we've not been to heaven we are on the earth but the thing is that once we look forward to being in heaven in eternity we should employ what is around us on earth what is at our disposal what god has gifted to us to achieve what can endure in eternity what can endure in heaven matthew 6 verse 33 tells us to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto us what are the other things that will be added the things of earth in verse 25 of the same matthew 6 He says that we shouldn't be anxious about the things that we eat or we drink or what we wear what does that represent it represents all that we consume on the earth the air that we breathe the cars that we drive where we will live where where we will work what uh, shoes we need to get what clothes we need to wear to the next wedding what um other material things we need the computer the phone the laptop the books everything will be added when we pursue the kingdom and set our minds on things above that is things in heaven how can we be sure that our thoughts are the right thoughts we test them by the Spirit and we test them by the Word. So you read Psalm 139 verse 20, where the psalmist says, Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart, and test me and know my anxious thoughts. First Corinthians 2 verse 9 to 12, we are told that the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. And the Spirit in us knows our thoughts. So even as the Spirit of God knows the things of God and knows his thought towards us and what he has planned, then he can test us and see whether truly what we are thinking is in line with God's will. Now the word of God is a filter, is the criteria by which we will know whether this thought is one to discard or one that must be planted in righteousness. So Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your hearts. Your hearts. where." thoughts should be rooted that is where we should plant the thoughts that pass this criteria as we meditate on the word of god this word of god that is sharp a double-edged sword it will judge our intentions and our thoughts and indeed we will know what we should keep and what we should discard now when we find ourselves thinking thoughts that's are not right, that do not please God after going through the test of the spirit and the test of the way. What do we do? We must confess. Isaiah 5 and 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So we come before God and we confess our sin. Father, forgive me for these thoughts. Father, forgive me. I turn away from these thoughts. So after putting these thoughts aside, of fear. Now we need to replace that fear, that seed of fear, with a different seed. And what is that seed that we may, must employ? Matthew 17 and Mark, uh, sorry, Luke 17 tell us that faith as a mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed, can do great things. So let us take the seed of faith to replace that seed of fear. Let us change the seed so we are told in psalm 119 verse 11 that the psalmist said i am hiding your word O god in my heart so that i will not sin against you and what does the word of god do the word of god grows our faith Romans 10 verse 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the false evidence appearing will, that is the fear, must be replaced by faith, which is the evidence of things not seen, including things that are in our future. Do not be seed, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will reap. So Galatians 6 verse 7 is assuring us that if we sow, we will reap according to what we sow. So when we sow the seed of faith, we should re- expect a harvest of righteousness. How do we sow this seed? As the word of God is sitting in our heart and faith is generated. Now we need to sow the seed. How do we sow this seed? Sow the seed by confession. Some uh, Proverbs 18 verse 20, 20 21 tells us that a man's stomach is satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, that he will be satisfied with the consequences of his word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequence of their words. So when we speak faith, we are sowing the seed that we will reap with righteousness. So the faith that grows will now Reveal the word of God will become real in our lives out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks, so even as we fill our hearts with the word of God, like the psalmist said, He does, what will come out will definitely be when we speak, where we come, what will come out will be the word of God. Jesus tells us in John 6, verse 63, that the spirit gives life. And that the words that he speaks, they are spirits and they are life. So even as we have bound the spirit of fear, the spirit of the word of God, the Holy Spirit, even as we speak the word of God, it will generate life. It will give us life in abundance because Christ promised us life in abundance. So we can, like the psalmist in chapter 40 verse 5 of the Psalms, Say many, O oh Lord, my God, are the wonderful works you have done, and your thoughts towards us. There is none to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of your wonders, there would be too many to count. So, as we have declared the word of God by faith, what do we do? James two fourteen to twenty six tells us that faith without works is dead. So, we need to step out in faith. We need to take actions. That will reveal or be evidence of the faith that we have in God. And Proverbs 16 verse 3 tells us that we should commit our works to the Lord. We should submit and trust them to him. And our plans will succeed if we respond to his will and his guidance. Once we confess and we listen to the spirit of God, he will guide our steps and dictate our actions. Brethren, let us continue to trust this God. Let us entrust our lives to this God who knows the end from the beginning and there is no God like him and who is able to influence our reality, who is able to turn lives around. This is the same God that was able to bring the Israelites from Egypt into the promised land. This is the same God that has brought you up until this time and and removed you from all sorts of terrible circumstances. This is the same God whose purpose for me was to become a surgeon. And when I was running away from that purpose because I didn't identify it as God's purpose for me. When God made it clear that this is what he wanted me to do. I had to step in faith because it was not what I had in mind. For myself. I didn't think. It didn't make sense. It didn't work with all the calculations. With all the other things that are required of me. And all the things that needed to be done. But seven years down the line. Eight years down the line. Five years down the line. For indeed the word of God came a number of times. Here I am a surgeon. This is the God. That I recommend to you. This God is faithful. And he will take care of you. He will take care of you now and he will take care of you in the future. God bless you.